Hi everyone, this is Broadus Fano, and thank you for joining episode three of the Comfort in the Workplace podcast. Today I wanted to cover three things with you. First, I wanted to go over consistent communication, one of the tenets of the Comfort in the Workplace culture framework, and I want to talk about how that is important to team success. Secondly, I wanted to go over as a leader, sometimes we need to be flexible and go with the flow of the team, and we may think that we're in in the authority position and, and what we say goes, but really we're part of a team and it's important to remember that sometimes we have to make adjustments and be flexible and go with the team. And lastly, I wanted to talk about a leader's role on a team as an integrator, as an integrator amongst the rest of the team members. And so I wanted to do this by walking through the tool, the the two and two, and, and you could find out more about that in our YouTube video that talks about the two and two in a little bit more detail. So I'll go over that briefly. Um, and I also wanted to share some thoughts on some feedback and questions that I've received regarding the two and two. And so to start off the two and two, this helps drive consistent communication. And essentially what it is, is it allows us to, um, or asks our team to submit two bullets each that are no more than two normal size sentences each. And so what we want to do here is we want to create a common understanding of priorities, issues, and decisions. And so we ask the team to choose just two items. These are the two most important items that they want to share on a weekly basis um, and to make sure that they're submitting them plainly and concisely in no more than two normal side sentences. So I think we've all experienced um, people who might have submitted, and we might be one of them, submit a status or weekly bullets that are like a book. Uh, maybe there's 10 items and they're, they're quite voluminous. But we also have to remember is that as you go up each layer in the organization, the person above you takes a broader and broader view. And so their ability to go through 10 items from a team of eight people, there's 80 items that they need to go through. Your message is going to get lost in the middle of all that. And so we got to get in the habit of being able to speak plainly and directly about the items that our managers are going to care the most about and keeping in mind their their broader view. And so put ourselves in their shoes, try to prioritize the top two items, talk about them plainly and concisely in no more than two normal sized sentences. And so when you speak plainly and you choose your words carefully, the message becomes repeatable. And that's where the consistent communication comes in. So now when the manager goes and goes to their manager, they're able to repeat that pretty pretty easily because you were able to boil it down to two normal size sentences. And so it is important the words you choose. And as a manager, you should cascade a message down. And so you've received information up from the team and you've sent information to your manager. It's a good idea to cascade some information down, so pay back the favor. And this is, a, this is a good opportunity for you to be transparent in some major decisions that have been made, to be transparent in some of the priorities, and also to recognize that you heard the message that they've, they've submitted to you. Um, so you might want to respond on some of the issues that maybe, that, that maybe were, were raised. And again, pick two items and no more than two normal-sized sentences so that your team, as they cascade it down or they talk about it amongst the team, they're able to do that in a consistent way. So now you have that consistent communication. You have alignment up and down down the organization through a very simple tool called the two and two. So now I wanted to share with you, um, I've, I've of course implemented this with teams that I've, that I've led. 
And this is um, where the, the flexibility piece comes in. So I've laid out the tool to work just as um, I just discussed. And there's been cases where I've implemented it and it's worked exactly the way um, I laid it out. You know, on, by, by Friday evening, you have all of your, your bullets and you've cascaded messages down and everything gets wrapped up pretty quickly. However, um, I've also implemented it on a team where it didn't work out quite that way. And I was a little bit surprised at first, but the, the team took a much more sequential approach to it. Um, and so each layer submitted, the manager waited for those bullets and then kind of took the two items that were important out of those and then, and then brought them up and then brought them up. And then coming after that, was the cascade. So by time we went from roughly Thursday to start collecting the bullets, it was Tuesday of the following week by time everything got cascaded back down to the team. And so what we've, what we did in that particular case is we said, Hey, let's do this every other week. Um, and you know, that, that, that time frame worked out, worked out better. And the other thing that we did is that because there were, there were so many, so many good items submitted that, that warranted a, a response, we started to put an agenda item on the full staff meeting that we do monthly to cover some of the items that we wanted to um, wanted to provide a response on. Um, and so uh, the, the lesson there is that he, even as the leader, it's my tool, I created the tool, um, you got to go with the flow sometimes. You got to see, you got to see which, which way the team, the team flows and you got you to make the adjustments and be flexible and, and, and go with the team. The other thing that that um, was was a bit powerful there as well is that the the raw submissions were included in that particular implementation. The raw submissions were included from each of the managers up to me, um, and that gave me gave me some visibility into how the team was thinking, how my managers were thinking on which items that they pulled out and thought were the most important. Um, so, including the raw submissions as you cascade up to your manager is something that while they might not have the capacity, the time to read through them every week, you know, maybe there is a week that they want, they're interested and they want to get it, they want to get a view. So including those raw submissions, of course, pulling out any items that are, are personal or, or confidential, um, but including the raw submissions, not only to your manager, but maybe to others, um, is something that, that could, be, could be a benefit as well. So we got a question on the two and two, and I'll, I'll read the question to you. And the question says, I'm guilty of giving many more than two most important topics each week. Often it's five to six. If there are important topics to share, but you've exceeded two, do you pen them for next week? And I think this is a great, a great question because the, the, the idea here is, is to get into a habit of prioritizing to get in the habit of putting yourself in your manager's shoes to speak plainly and directly. So it starts to build an executive presence amongst you and amongst the team. And, and it's, real, it's real good practice to get into that because as people start to progress through their careers, they're going to have to learn to talk very directly to people that are outside of their technical areas. Um, and so it is, it is important to, uh, to, to, speak, to speak plainly and directly and to prioritize those two items. You know, don't throw it into the lap of your manager to figure out what the important messages are because the message will just get lost or it'll get interpreted, interpreted differently than you intended. However, with that said, if you truly have five to six important topics and you, you need to make sure that your manager knows about them.
Um, so either include them into the, into the two and two, make sure it's a one-off. It's not an every, every day, um, every week occurrence. Um, but I would, I would also question in this particular case, uh, are there other forums to share this information? Do you have one-on-ones, other items that are so critical that you don't wait until the two and two, you send, you send the email and look for a response during the week. Um, so I'd encourage you also to use your existing forums. And hopefully this isn't the only means of communication between you and your manager. Hopefully there's other opportunities for you to talk it through. But if there's not, it is very important to make sure that you're not keeping your manager in the dark on, on critical items. So, you know, by all means, this goes to the flexibility part, right? This tool is meant to, um, it's meant to help practice consistent communication. Um, but the, using this tool should not um, have you, uh, you know, holding back information from your manager just because we say two bullets. Um, please, you know, use your, your best judgment and make sure that you ke you're keeping your manager informed on important topics. So hopefully that provides a little bit of guidance there. Um, another piece of feedback that that I received, and it's, it wasn't directly on the two and two tool, but the two and two plays into it. At least it plays into my response. And so uh, I'll read this. It says each of my people work autonomously, but for the same end result, and none of them need to communicate with each other at all. I see my role as someone to be the subject matter expert or person to get them excited about what they do and give them different ideas so they get motivated. And my initial reaction is uh, I see stewardship. So this person gets it, right? So this person gets what it is to be a leader on the team. Um, it's, it's about, it's about stewardship, stewardship's there. So I, I, I love it. You know, this person you know, views themselves as a support, um, a support character on their team's, their team's journey. And um, I think that's very powerful. And we have a YouTube um, video that, that, that talks through that as well. So you know, kudos to you for um, understanding that your role as a leader is, is one of stewardship. However, the other thing that I'll point out here is that as the leader, and rightfully so, um, it's laid out here, you also have a role sometimes as an integrator, especially in this particular case where um, this, the, the team uh, works pretty independently of each other. Um, so they're, they're autonomous. Uh, they don't need to communicate um, at all. I'd also go a step further. In, in today's world, we have a lot of, of team members that are working remote. We have some people that are working in global organizations. So yes, um, part of your role as the leader is to, to make sure that you're connecting the dots with your team. So bringing the people together, bringing ideas to the table. And if one person's raising an idea, you're bringing it back to, to, to others. The other thing that I would say is that the two and two could help in this regard. So I mentioned um, earlier that you could publish the raw submissions to your manager and cascade those up to give some, some views into what the team's thinking. Well, you could also publish those raw submissions to the team. So again, you got to filter it out a little bit. So it takes a little bit of extra work to make sure that there's nothing um, personal, confidential in there. But sharing the ideas that the rest of the team is, is escalating up, what are the important items. This is a great way to make sure that there's transparency across, across the team. Um, so I'd, I'd encourage you to consider publishing the two and two um, submissions. Uh, the, the other thing that I've seen um, work and that I've used with a team, because I've, I've le led a team that was mostly, uh, that was global and not everybody was in the same office. And, you know, typically if you're working in the same office and, and something comes up, you could, you know, run over to someone's desk and you could say, hey, you know, did you hear about this? 
you know, or you could put it up on a whiteboard somewhere, and um, as people come into your office or um, or are passing by in the hall, you know, they could see the items that are on on the whiteboard, and so you can get people aligned. I've I've put together a virtual bulletin board, um, and and essentially take the place of that whiteboard that's sitting in a manager's office where you have a list of items that have come up, and you start um, assigning them out to the teams. You could have a virtual bulletin board, and this could be something as simple as um, a spreadsheet posted onto a share drive. You could leverage a technology like SharePoint or even um, Workplace, Facebook Workplace. Uh, it's another, you know, whatever tool it is. The idea here is that just because people are global or remote, you know, doesn't mean that they can't re interact. And in this particular person's case, where the team is working autonomously, um, they could still share some information. I mean, you think about um, you think about teams that, you know, maybe they're out in the field and they met with a client and, you know, they came back and they said, wow, this really worked or, man, I really got slammed on this item and, and my approach there didn't work. Log it, you know, share it with your team and it, it could it could help. So uh, I, I'd, I'd like to you know, take a leap that, and most most teams are reporting to the same manager for a reason because there there are some similarities there. There's a reason why the team is is grouped together. Um, so I'd encourage you here to um, to put together a facility or a framework that allows the team to share some information that maybe they otherwise wouldn't wouldn't share. And then the last piece, and I, I didn't get this specifically out of there, but it jumped to my mind, and it's just a word of caution. And I saw the word subject matter expert, and I absolutely believe as a leader, yes, you need to be there to provide guidance, especially um, a new leader, someone that's that's just come up in in the organization that used to be um, used to be the individual contributor that that was was an expert. So you move into this this leadership position. Um, you absolutely are going to be there. You were you were promoted because of your expertise. So I'm not suggesting that you forget it and put it aside. Um, you have to be there to provide guidance to your team. But I would just caution a bit here that guidance, yes, but an over-reliance on your expertise could lead to micromanagement. It could lead to a point where, you know, you are, um, you are thinking and, and, and problem solving for your team rather than having your team learn from you and grow on their own. So there's a little bit of a balance there between um, being the expert um, versus provide being the person that provides them with guidance to help them help them with their their role, and again didn't get that specifically out of the out of the comments, but um, it's just a good opportunity for me to put that that word of caution out there. So I hope this was helpful for everyone. We covered um, we covered consistent communication uh, and and how that's important to team success and making sure that we have alignment, common understanding of priorities, issues, decisions. And we talked a little bit about how, as a leader, you need to be flexible. So you come up with an idea or you have something that you want to implement. Sometimes a team has their own way of working and, and every team is differently. And so you got to go with the flow of the team and, and do what's going to work for the team. And then lastly, um, just talking through a little bit of a leader's role on a team as, a, as an integrator. So thank you all for joining. And please join me in creating comfort in the workplace by respecting team members and demanding excellence.